Costa Rica's history is inextricably linked to coffee production. In fact, on the eve of the country's independence from Spain in 1821, free coffee seeds were distributed by the local government as a means of promoting coffee production to bolster the economy. Since it was first shipped to England in 1843, coffee has been one of Costa Rica's key exports, and it was in fact the only export until 1890 and it's linked to Costa Rica's identity in a way that no other agricultural product is. The country's producers were also some of the first responders in the global movement towards quality in the cup. Nonetheless, as recently as the 1980s, specialty coffee was barely understood, and Costa Rica's production was largely lumped together as an undifferentiated type of coffee. No specialty coffees at all, just bulk coffee. Well, today Costa Rica has changed. They have answered the calls of export buyers for greater traceability and remains a leader in the boutique micro-mill and micro-lot movements, which allow specific lots of coffee to be traced back to a unique farm or even a plot on a farm. In many ways, Costa Rica is an ideal contributor to the movement many and varied microclimates found throughout the coffee-producing regions in this small nation provides a wealth of distinctive flavor characteristics determined by coffee varieties, latitude, altitude, the soil type, rainfall, and variation in temperature. Furthermore, 90% of the country's 50,000 coffee farmers work small farms of less than 5 hectares. That's about... About 13 acres, which ensures small lot sizes by default. The majority of farmers in Costa Rica do not have the facilities to process their own coffee, but rather pick their cherries during the day and then they deliver them to a private or cooperative or co-op mill in their region in the afternoon. So many changes for the better coming to coffee production in Costa Rica. Hundreds of scientists come from all over the world to study how Costa Rica does such a great job in growing coffee in a very eco-friendly fashion. Many global companies have sunk billions of dollars into research here, all to improve the product and to assist in the continued success of the 50,000 Costa Rica coffee farmers here. The rows of coffee trees planted in neat geometric lines in a corner of Starbucks coffee farm on the slopes of a Costa Rican volcano don't look like a research lab. But this unassuming plot of 350 different types of coffee, subspecies they call it, it belies its important scientific role. While the majority of Hacienda Alsacia's 600 acres function as a working coffee farm, complete with a new visitor center that explores the journey of coffee from seeding to cup. 25 acres are devoted to an ambitious task, research and development to help ensure the future of coffee production in the world. The quest is led by Carlos Mario Rodriguez, director of global agronomy for Starbucks who spends most of his working hours in and around these verdant fields, tinkering with trees that have the potential to yield innovative solutions for the future. The farm serves as a testing ground where Rodriguez experiments with creating and nurturing specially bred varietals and hybrids, 
pushing the boundaries of agronomy research to breed trees that are resistant to coffee leaf rust or roya, as they call it in Spanish, which is ravaging coffee crops in Latin America. He also analyzes soil and fine-tunes pruning techniques to increase coffee trees' productivity. It is boots-on-the-ground work with nothing less than the future of your cup of coffee at stake as climate change forces farmers around the world to adapt to grow to different growing practices, I should say. We had a tipping point in the industry where climate change led to warmer, windier weather that points up the need to innovate to strengthen the coffee industry, said Rodriguez. His skin sun-kissed from working the fields, a Starbucks cap perched on his salt and pepper hair. One way climate change is altering the coffee landscape strikes at the core of what Starbucks considers its caffeinated lifeblood, high-quality Arabica coffee with its diversity of flavors is the heart of Starbucks business, but is becoming harder to grow in sustainable quantities in the face of climate change. That's because these plants are particularly sensitive to even the slightest variations in temperature and rainfall patterns. Starbucks is doing something different. Not only are they gaining so much information on the research that they are doing, but it's just not for their company. They're sharing the information with the world. And that's where Rodriguez comes in. Much of his time is devoted by the development of hybrid coffee tree seedlings at the farm's nursery, where his goal is to create hardy, productive trees laden with high-quality coffee cherries. And as part of Starbucks' open-source approach to fortifying the coffee industry, new varietals and growing techniques aren't kept in a company vault. They're shared freely with researchers and farmers around the world. That is fantastic. Even those farmers who don't do business with Starbucks benefit from the company's findings. Rodriguez gave Carlos Gallegos, a Costa Rican farmer who doesn't sell coffee to Starbucks, some Sarchamore trees, which have performed better than others he's previously planted as the Costa Rican climate continues to evolve. Gallegos said he appreciates the investment in his farm and its future and thanks Starbucks profusely. Sarchamore is allowing us to control the coffee leaf rust and increase our productivity, says Gallegos. The fact that they donated the seeds to our farms has made a significant contribution to our business because of their resistance to coffee leaf rust and it gains higher productivity. Creating new varietals is painstaking work that demands patience. Rodriguez and his colleagues, they are just amazing people. They work so hard. In fact, they've identified 17 new varietals that met Starbucks' demanding quality and size criteria. He scrutinizes the cherries by processing, drying, and preparing samples of coffee cherries, which are roasted, then cut open to determine their acidity and complexity. Rodriguez also tends the prize core collection, which represents the 100 most genetically diverse strains of Arabica coffee in the world, sourced more than 50 years ago from Ethiopia, the birthplace of this type of coffee. Starbucks is one of the first recipients of the core collection distributed by World Coffee Research, a nonprofit organization committed to finding sustainable ways to promote coffee production. 
we are trying to do everything we can to ensure adequate volumes of this best quality of coffee for the market in the volumes that we need, says Timothy Schilling, CEO of the World Coffee Research Corporation. Starbucks is a very important partner in this work. They are the only company that we gave the core collection to so far. Rodriguez is planning to cross some of these lines with other high-quality lines to produce new hybrids with good structure and quality and resistance to coffee leaf rust. Schilling expects farmers and other companies to take note. If Starbucks is nodding its head and saying it's important that we do this research, it has a halo effect, says Schilling. The story continues and Costa Rica is slowly becoming one of the most celebrated coffee regions of the world. That is good news for all involved. And again, Starbucks plays a very important role in the the new breed of coffee and the new breed of coffee farmer in Costa Rica. It's not the old way anymore. It's these newfangled approaches towards 2022 and beyond because there's a lot involved, more people, over 2 billion people every day drink a cup of coffee. And it's in Costa Rica's best honor that everything is done right. Pura Vida, thanks for listening and we'll see you tomorrow.